they're my answer, but they're not the answer. Um, and whatever you want in life, you will find your answer just by being open to the fact that it's there. Hey, I'm Ronja Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and queen of joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy, and that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Welcome to this joy podcast, joy interview with Heather. I'm so happy that you are here. Thank you so much for joining me. Who are you? Where do you live? How are you? Just start right away. I'm very privileged to be here, Anya. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Heather Robinson, and I, I am the owner and founder of Get Accomplished with Heather, um, where I help online coaches with their business planning and implementation of that business plan. We get a big overview of their business, but also of their life. Um, maybe I booked your your services maybe I'm so happy to have you by my side for the whole year but that's not why we are here that's we are yeah. here because it's just so lovely to talk about life and and joy and your your services are so much needed and it's it's just the best decision ever I did to to book you oh thank you so much and it's such a pleasure and a joy to work with you um yeah it really is and and i'm not here just to talk about my work i love 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 my work i mean that's a big part of what i do it's about um helping people it's about helping people to love their life and obviously our work is can be a big part of our life so i'm helping people to find joy within their work and their business um I live in France, very close to the Swiss border near Geneva, and it's paradise. Wow, that's <laughs> um, so nice to say. Loving your work, loving where you live. That's a, a nice place to be at. It really is. It's so special because we ended up here completely not by choice. It was one of those beautiful unfoldings that happened. Um, my husband's work moved here. Um, and when we were given the opportunity, I was ready to sign on the dotted line before I'd even been to visit. But uh, he said, we do get to go and see if we like it first. And I just knew that, that I just knew in my heart that it would be amazing. How um, did you knew that? How did you? I, how? <laughs> I just knew. It's like, it's really hard to explain. I just, I'm a big part, I think a lot of it, um, is to do with where, when when you do a big international move, it depends where you, if you're massively happy where you are, yeah. then it might not be so good. And I was not massively happy where I was. I was in progress of progressing to where I wanted to be, but I was in a job that was really hard work. It was non-skilled and it was draining my soul. Um, so just the fact that I would not be doing that anymore was, was like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. But, yeah. Yeah, but also um, the first time I came to France, I was 12 on a school trip and I got off the ferry. So it was a Calais ferry. So it wasn't like, it was beautiful surroundings. It was like at the ferry, I put my foot on the floor and I felt at home for the first oh, time in my life. Yeah. It it was just like, it was, again, it was unexplainable. It was, I just felt so at home and I'd had the best school trip ever. And I was just like, from that moment, it's like, I love France, but didn't really believe that I could ever live in France. And of course, um, things unfold in life beautifully if you allow them. And uh, so we've ended up living here. So we're close to the Swiss border, 
we're at the foot of the Jura Mountains, so I actually live on the mountain. And I've always loved mountains since I was small. And we used to go to Wales each year. And my dad used to take us hiking up Snowdon, which is the biggest mountain in Wales. And um, so I've always, always loved mountains. So I've ended up living at the foot of the mountain. And from my studio here, I have a view of the Alps and it's just mm. incredible. So good to hear. And it's, it's, for me, it's like you're so close, even though England is not so far away too, but Geneva or the border is like, Heather is so close. That's such a cool feeling. looked <laughs> like the international connection are, are, are mixed up. You know, you're English, but you're here, but you're in France. It's so interesting. That's what I love about Europe. You know, the little countries all at one place. Yeah. If I tell somebody in Japan where where I have been, like this country, this country, this country, they're amazed. But I say, yeah, well, you can't go the distance from Osaka to 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 Tokyo without dropping in another country, in, because Switzerland is so tiny. And they're like, oh, they can't imagine; it's not possible to to really understand. But and it uh, and it was uh, it, being English in uh, um, being, and I think fairly small-minded because it's an island <laughs> you don't necessarily think past the borders because any, any, every time you go anywhere you've got to get on a boat or a plane and you have to have a passport that's the same uh, that's the same in japan that's so true it was so bizarre that my husband was going to be because he works in geneva that he would be going to a different country to work every day and for us like then it was so like oh my god he's going to need his passport to go to work and um Whereas obviously when you live here, it's just normal. But for an English person living on, on, in one country and working on another or going shopping to another country was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's nice when the little things are exciting. Yeah, that's, that's where the, the fun begins, when the little things are exciting. So that's my next question. How do you question, how do you do the joy game how do you bring joy or feel joy or create joy in your everyday life because that's really what i want to to find out from all the different persons all the different angles and and point of views but in the end if we have more joy in our life it's just more fun we have more or better connections and it's it's just a nice place to be so Absolutely. tell us about it and it's interesting because um have, having a joyful life it's something that is relative well it's not new now but in terms of my whole life it's relatively new because I just didn't get the memo that life was supposed to be fun it's just like somewhere along the line I missed that out and where um, did you find the this this weird like yes. statement <laughs> that life can be fun or should be fun or um it was actually Abraham Hicks I mean there was a lot of little things leading up to the point that I found Abraham Hicks but for me they were the biggest most massivest mind-blowing oh my god why didn't I get this before moments and all the things that had led up to that all the personal development I'd done all the counseling I'd had all my training everything if I hadn't done all that I don't think I could have heard their message but when I, and they actually, one of their main slogany things is life is supposed to be fun. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> really? Can you? And I'd been struggling and struggling and struggling. And suddenly I could see why I'd been struggling so much and how I could not struggle anymore if I chose to. And that was just massive. Like, oh. <laughs> can you explain the whole abraham hicks thing because i always i'm like okay i love them so much they had a big or still have a big influence on me this whole concept and it's just brilliant and it's it feels so good but explaining it to, to somebody who never have heard about them it's like okay how do i start <laughs> Can you do that? I, I really, I really still, still trying or, um, yeah. yeah. So what, what I, practicing. what I tend to say to people who are completely don't know anything about it, I always go, 
Well, it's a bit nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a bit nuts because I think the first time you hear about it, it can seem a bit bizarre because it's channel teaching. So basically, there's a lady. <laughs> a very lovely lady. A gorgeous, gorgeous, inspirational woman who has a bunch of dead people speak through her. It's like, that's a, that's a bit weird. But the messages that come through are life-changing it's like and, and I always say to people I don't care whether she actually has a bunch of dead people speaking through her <laughs> or whether it's a big con I, I don't care either way if she's making it up if she's making it up she's a genius as far as I'm concerned and if it's a bunch of dead people talking through her that's great too it's like I don't care how it's coming through but that what's coming through the message that she shares is absolutely life-changing and I went from really struggling a lot forever um, to gradually struggling less and less because I was doing more and more personal development to having a really freaking joyful life and for to having experiences which I never in a million years dreamed possible for me experiences that were for other people and that were for rich people or confident people or extroverted people or this or you know other people not me um and by listening to their teachings and putting them into practice and following them and I was obsessed when I first found them online I I just I wasn't working so I spent all day every day for a few months, listening to everything I could find online. At that point, I couldn't even uh, buy one of their books was not within my budget. Yeah. So it was literally just everything I could find online. Um, their website had loads on it. There's YouTube's videos everywhere. And I got my notebooks and I was doing all the processes, all the processes. And I really worked it and started to see magic happen. But, and, and, uh, so basically their message is you can, you asked me what I would say to other people, is that you are the creator of your own reality and that you can decide what it is that you want and you can allow that to happen. You don't have to make it happen, you can allow it to happen and life is supposed to be easy and life is supposed to be fun and it's all about the fact that things it, it's not saying that life is going to be great happy all the time it's not because we're human but it's kind of about being okay with the times that are more challenging and still focusing on what it is that we want and feeling the best that we can in any given moment and they basically give lots of different ways of how to do that and from my own experience when you put it into practice absolute magic happens and your life can completely transform what's your most favorite exercise i know they have a ton yeah. and i love them all but um exercises are nice as long as you as you do them you you That's see right. and, well, and it's interesting because i don't actually do the exercises anymore i used to do them all i'd like have my note i feel tons of notebooks I would be doing them all the time and I don't actually do the exercises anymore but when so when much. you started out or you you were in the middle of the process did you yeah. have a most favorite one like you did that it, daily yeah or? yeah uh, that, I was doing several different ones daily the probably my most favorite one was writing what I wanted to happen the visioning what I wanted to happen but writing it in the now yeah so um, and one of the big ones that I used that for, which really was quite miraculous, was um, we got we had a dog, we got a rescue dog, and they were fine for two weeks, and then they started fighting really badly, like really really badly, and it was horrendous. And that's a whole other story. But <laughs> I I I used this. I would write every day that the dogs would be happy. They would. Um, be friends they la 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 um and it wasn't just a little 
a little scuffle. They were fly, fighting to bloodshed, and if we didn't pull them apart, what neither of them were going to stop. It was really serious. Um, and we did do other work as well. We did go and do work with the trainer, and we did. But my vet saw them do it one day, and she was just like, "Oh my god, this is really serious." You know, it was pretty bad. And um, I swear that doing this work with the vis visioning helped us get to where we got to. And in the end, they chose to sleep in the same bed with each other. Aww. I mean, we couldn't even get them in the same room as each other to begin with. It was we had to keep them in separate rooms because it was serious. Um, but I just kept thinking of what I wanted and seeing it and writing it out and writing out how I wanted it to be. Um, so we went from having this dog who was completely, totally socially unacceptable and violent with our other dog to having a dog who people just adore her now. Aww. And she, she, people who don't like dogs will come and stay. And by the time they leave, they're like, I think I might like to get a dog. And I'm like, no, you don't want a dog. You want Bella. Because <laughs> she's just adorable. And I'm sure that those processes helped in that. And, and a lot of people said, look, you, you've done what you can with her. Let her go. But I was like, no, we're going to get there. Yeah, we did, and um, I'm a proud doggy mummy. Oh, like all these connections. I mean, also with children or with jobs or even computers, you can be like this and and influence yeah. on a, on a on a way or in a frequency we can't explain. And I love things I can't explain, even though I'm scientifically trained and everything. But I think it's just it's just more fun or more magic if you believe in these things. And in my coachings or in the Joy Mastermind, I offer things like that, you know, these exercises. And then if somebody is like, no, thank you, that's okay. You don't have to do them. But if you try, if you're curious enough to try things like that, and I mean just envisioning your perfect life and feeling it, not only in your thoughts, feeling it, why shouldn't that be fun? Like, it's not something spooky, really weird. You have to do It's just like, yeah, think about what do you want and how do you want to have it and feel and why not do that? Yeah. And, that's, and that's the thing whilst you're sitting out writing this beautiful situation that you want, whatever it is, you feel really good while you're writing it. And it's almost like, just for that purpose, regardless of whether it's going to happen or not, it's really nice in the moment to be writing about wonderful things that you want to happen. Um, and, and, and we do, we do do that to an extent in, as you know, in the business planning that I do with my clients. Um, although we don't, we don't speak about law of attraction and joy stuff. It's interwoven in everything I do because it's now so much part of my life. So we do vision how we want our businesses to be um, in three years' time, in one year's time. And we do try and bring as much joy and ease to our businesses as we can because our businesses are going to be way more fun and way more successful if we bring joy and ease to them. That's the connection I, I love so much because if you're more joyful, if you invest in your joy, you're just more successful because in any job who who they want to have in their project team or in their like leader of something big because if you're joyful it's just more fun to be around you Absolutely. if you're grumpy and always complaining or always um seeing the worst or the worst case coming up it's just not fun and not and i used to be that person Really? I was totally that person. It's wow. A quantum leap from who I was to how I am. And why, why did you feel that way? Like the worst case, did you? I know people, they say, if I imagine the worst case, I can't be disappointed. Yeah. And say, well, well, that's one kind of technique to cope with life, but it's not fun. So it's not fun. Imagine it's, it's the hard best. It's miserable. <laughs> The best case scenario, and if it turned out worst, we can deal with that afterwards. I don't know where I read it. Where I read, um, where I read this quote? Like, if you are worried and really worried about things, you're going through it twice if it actually happens. Yeah. 
I was like, wow, that's so mind blowing. Like, yeah, if, if I'm worried beforehand when everything is fine, but I'm just worried, I have the same shitty feelings that I would have. And I some of have. us go through it a hundred times because you don't just think of it once. You think that's true. That's true. And again and again, and then there's more and more. And of course, whatever you think about, more similar thoughts of a similar vibration come to you. So you can have such a shit, crappy habit of thought and you can ch choose to change that. <laughs> how did you... A lot of it, it's just habits. Because it, if that's how you've been brought up and that's who you're around, of course, you attract people around you who are similar to you. So you don't even know that there's another... I didn't know there was another way. It was just what I'd always done. It was I tended to attract people who were similar. But I've also been really, really fortunate to meet a lot of angels along the way who have shown me a different path. So I've been really... So your husband and you got married when you were still in this worst case um, thinking pattern or already no. afterwards? We got together when I was in the worst case thinking pattern. Although interestingly enough, when we actually met, I was in a like massively joyful week okay <laughs> so it's no now i can see it was no coincidence that we met then because i actually allowed that relationship in um because i just got i just hadn't passed my driving test yet but i got a van a um i was learning to drive and I bought a van with a wood burner in it and a bed and I had the whole um, traveler van thing and I just got it. Um, actually, the bed wasn't in it. The wood burner was in it. But my cousin and I were fitting a bed that week that I met Robert. Um, and so I was just like, again, that was something that I thought would never, never happen for me. But it did and i was you mean the relationship or the the camper when the, the van yeah, yeah. The van. Um, so how did you get that one like you had this this thought like that would be nice to have but it will never happen and it happened yeah anyway, that, or? yeah that happened because i my desire for it was so strong that i Basically, I borrowed money to buy it and I borrowed a small amount from a lot of different people. And normally I would never borrow money. I would just wouldn't do that. That was totally not me at all. But there was this van for sale and I really wanted it. It was like, I think when your desire for something is that big, you'll find a way to do it. And there's this um, relationship between how big your desire is and how big your resistance towards it is and that was I wanted it so much um I had a small amount of money and then I had a few people and the, the thing was looking back now it was a really cheap van <laughs> it was like 300 pounds or 500 pounds something like that which at that time was huge for me um but I really want, I like really wanted it. And it was, I might, that might, I thought if I didn't get that particular van, I would never get another one. It was for me, it was like, it, this, this it was one. that one or nothing. Yeah. Which really um, galvanized me to ask some people, can you lend me 50 pounds? Um, because it doesn't take that many 50 pounds to get 300 pounds, you know, but at that time it was huge for me. Um, and so I interesting looking back is something I, I I think we shouldn't like live in the past but looking back and seeing the lessons or the funny stories it's so cool it's so cool and, and the and memory is like I still remember how I felt and now it's like 500 pounds come on yeah. but it depends on your point of view that's just the same if it's millions or or 50 pounds or 50 francs or euros and at, at the time I was written off sick with depression and anxiety. Um, so I had very low, very low income. I was living on benefits. And there was a part of me was like, I don't deserve this because, but I really wanted it. Like I really wanted it. So you got it and I you got passed it. your driver's license. 
I passed sisters. my drive. That, that came, no, that came later, actually. I just had people sit next to me so that I could drive it. Okay. And um, then you met your husband? I met my husband when I'd, I'd, I, I was in the week of um, um, fitting the van out, putting the bed in and everything and putting the cupboards in. And, and yeah, we, we met, met that week. So how many years is that ago? 21, 22, wow. something like that. But we didn't get married until 2012, seven years ago. <laughs> I, have, I can't do math, I have to add up on my fingers or calculate. Neither, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually get married till seven years ago. So it was a, a long, it was a long time coming. But the, cool. um, the discovering that, um, change in mindset sort of came midway and, and your and husband was was in the toy department living in the toy department already or you grew together i think that's so special if you have a long-term relationship how do you develop like together or separately but in the same direction or kind of like 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 uh in a video game you have the levels you know the new levels yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you go like this, you sometimes, uh, some, yeah, some, at some point you don't match anymore. But if you grow together, it's it's just so it's the coolest thing. Well, yeah, it, well, it's so fascinating because he and I are alike in so many values. Wise, we're very alike, but in so many ways we are completely different. And sometimes I'm like, how did we end up together? It's like we have we have no shared interests at all whatsoever, but our values are the same, which is I think how we um and, and we both knew it was like and that's why we, we didn't get married because we didn't feel the need to it's like yeah. we both always knew we would always be together um and we got married for tax reasons that's that's why we actually did it in the end it wasn't for any other reason than that because we'd always know but um it's very interesting because he's never been into personal development or or spiritual spirituality or spiritual development any of that stuff at all he he cannot bear the sound of abraham hicks voice really he will not, not be in the same room as it <laughs> if i put it on he'll go into a different room he's like he cannot it, yeah he cannot abide it so but i think and this is a huge generalization i'm aware of it but i think men generally naturally get it more than women it's like i think because there was me doing all this personal development and i have to laugh at my my sweet self thinking i can help him i can help him and then gradually the more i learn the more i, I see that actually he was just doing it all along anyway <laughs> and i think that's so interesting because i have a little girl you know and and I hope that I can manage to to give her all the confidence. And I I had very encouraging parents, but I was so insecure and thinking what other people think about me was so huge. And all these things that Abraham are like dismantling and just just you in, in the end you're like, wow, I just focus on my own happiness and everything will unfold perfectly. But yeah, that's I, I really see that with my husband. He's just then he can't be like out of balance with anything. He's just fine. He loves himself. He's very self-confident. A little arrogant, maybe sometimes <laughs> in a good way. You know, like if I give him a compliment, like, wow, you look so good, he says, I know. You know, that's <laughs> like, oh, you could say Beautiful. thank you. Or but, but I I don't think generalizing like I have a lot of men also in coaching they they look for the same answers than women okay. but yeah why is that why is that that men you think men have it have a different like setting of of um getting it oh, is that well, only, well, only like the bringing up and the and the things you heard about of your parents or I, I don't. I just. I don't think that you. Uh, I, everything happens holistically, doesn't it? I don't think you can pick one bit out. I mean, our biology is different. 
we are different. That's something I agree. And, and it's such a bliss that we are different. If we would be the same, it would be boring. But and then having said that again, even among if women and men in both sets, you can have women with more masculine energy and you can have men with more feminine energy. Um, and it's this, I think it's the same thing that the women with the more, perhaps that's it, it's more about the energy rather than the actual sex. I think masculine energy is, from my perspective, seems to find it easier to be more, as you say, not so worried about what people think, know what they want, be more out there, more focused on what they want and not get overly concerned in other people's stuff. Where I was used to be totally over concerned about other people's stuff, I had no boundaries whatsoever, and um, I had no idea what was my business and what was other people's business. And you know, it's been a big learning curve. I think that's so fascinating. And we are humans. We don't have. We are perfect individuals. We are. We are one of a kind. And knowing that, but learning all the other things i think it's just amazing it's oh i love i love my life that's something people are like yeah you're always positive and i say yeah well i i work for that it's not it's not of course it's free but i invest time and energy in feeling good and then it's just more fun as we said so. and it, and, it, and it's so interesting because i can absolutely get because I've had this big journey and I, I can absolutely hear the people going, well, it's all right for you because you've got this, 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 and this. And, and I kind of want to go, I know I have, but I didn't used to have, and you can have whatever you want to. And it's actually, you, it's not as hard because if you're coming from a place of life is hard and things are hard, you'd think that it would be really hard to get to the place where life is really freaking cool. And actually, yes, it takes effort and focus and time. But when you do the exercises, um, do the processes that make you feel just a tiny bit better, it's not that hard and it feels nice. It's almost like if you do the processes for the sake of feeling better in the moment, everything else will sort itself out. Um, but also it's hard because if you're living in a life where everything is challenging, it's very easy to want to go from feeling really crap to feeling great and joyful. And it's too big a jump. You just can't do that. And you um, told me I'm the creator of my own reality and this crappy life should be my own creation. That's, I think that's something I struggle about I believe completely in the teachings of Abraham and all this law of attraction thing. But saying that I'm Swiss, I, I had a wonderful childhood. You know, I was so, so, uh, I, yeah, like happy, happy, happy life. And then saying something like that, yeah, you created your own. I, of course, I don't say it like this, but it, 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 it here, no, it listen, it, it sounds like, hello, are you stupid or what? You are telling me that I want that. How do you react to, to reactions like that? Because I think so, that's really like, I, I struggle with that. Like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. But um, even so, though. So it's a case of, yes, you have created your own reality and you haven't done it on purpose and you didn't know how it worked. And if you did know, you'd have done it differently, but you didn't know. So you can only do what you know at, at the time. And for me, when I found out, it was so freaking empowering because suddenly I was able to, as you say, look back and tie all the dots back and see how I had created so much of the horribleness and the drama and the crap and the depression. It was really quite bad at times. And I didn't do any of that on purpose. I did the absolute best I could at the time but I didn't have this information then. So yes, I created it, but I didn't create it on purpose. And for me, it was 
so empowering to know that I could change things going forward. And I, and I had already begun to change it with all the um, personal development work I was doing. And um, I had counseling for years. As I say, I met a lot of people who really had a massive positive influence on me. I had like pivotal people bringing me along to the next stage to the next stage so that when I heard the Abraham Hicks stuff, I could actually hear it. Um, but, but yes, and when you're in that difficult place, when your life is really crap, you don't want, you, you just want to go from a really crappy life to a really nice life. And what can be difficult is you can't do that. You can't go from there to there. Yes, it happens sometimes, but it's too big a jump. And actually, all you need to do is just try and feel a tiniest, tiniest, tiniest better than you, bit better than you are now. Um, and if you keep making those tiny micro steps of feeling better, before you know it, you'll actually have that amazing life. But if you try to go to there, all you'll be looking at is the fact that I'm not there yet. And if you look at I'm not there yet, you will just create more of I'm not there yet. Whereas if you can just do the tiniest steps, so if you're just feeling really depressed and lying on the sofa, what's the tiniest thing you can do to feel a tiniest bit better? Maybe put a soft blanket on your feet. It's like, and if that's all you can do, then that will take you a very long way. And then once you're comfortable there, it's like, what's the next tiniest thing? Could I make myself a cup of tea? How can I soothe myself? How can I be compassionate and kind to myself? And when you're in those shitty places, that's what it's all about. Kindness and self-compassion, kindness to yourself and self-compassion and not reaching for the great big stuff yet. Because <laughs> that and will not, come. There's plenty thinking, of time for that. And not thinking about everything, what's going wrong. And like this spiral, that's, I love this this um, story of Abraham Hicks where, where they talk about having a car on a steep hill and um, like they talk about San Francisco and and this car is a is a negative thought and that you just stop it right away even though it's steep you can if it's just rolling a little bit like five centimeters five inches and you stop it you can stop it and say no 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 you you're not rolling down. Yeah. don't try to stop the car down there <laughs> down that hill it would roll over you and i i like these do you say anal analogies yeah yeah like it's 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 like a movie and i can imagine myself really like okay my thought is up on the hill i just stop it like i say cancel if i think about oh wow i hope this person doesn't have an accident i'm like blah, 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 cancelled 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 it everything will be work out fine and only these little mind games are so powerful yeah. and that's what i like like you said it was empowering to me even though i was in a shitty place i it was empowering that i have the power to change it it's not up to somebody else or something It's up to me, and I I love that. If if we would all be more aware about our own power, it it would be easier. We are not victims of workplace or public transportation delays, or it just starts to. It's a it's a game where you can play your role on your terms. You can't control the situations, but but your reaction to it. Yeah. And. I And to yeah. start with, it's hard. It's when if you're if you've got the momentum going of negative thoughts, it's it it's it is a challenge to change that, you know. And that's why you do have to do work and focus. But actually, the work of changing your thoughts and your focus is less hard than everything else you're doing and everything that you think you might need to do to get to your big dreams. Um, so again, you said writing down how you want it to be mm -hmm. as it would be right now and feel it. That's one exercise. Do you have another one or two? Like like giving a little catalog of Abraham magic to, yeah. to the so, so the one the one that you just said is um <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. The one where you put a stop to the thought. Um because um 
so if you start thinking about something, because basically what they're saying is whatever you think about, you're going to get more of whether you want it or not. So if you're thinking about negative things all the time, you're going to get more negative things in your life. And it doesn't matter because at any point you can change this. It's like if you do get on a um, momentum of negative thoughts and then negative stuff starts hanging up, showing up in your life, it's like don't panic because you can change it. It's just and you have a gap. I like that. The, like, where is the good stuff? I'm thinking about good stuff. Well, you have a little gap, a time gap. Otherwise, you would think of things and it will fall down the, of, of the sky. That would be a little annoying. I love this. <laughs> you have this gap and then within this gap, you can change your thoughts. Or I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, with the, with the changing your thoughts one, I do remember when I first found them. <laughs> and with all these things, when we start a, a new practice or a new skill or we find something new we can be a little clumsy with it to start with <laughs> because before I found Abraham Hicks I was a very um I was a total people pleaser total and utter people pleaser and I wasn't even aware that I was doing it because it was it was just who I was I would just do and say or I would just go along with what other people wanted all the time um, so if someone wanted to talk about something, I would talk about it. And then, so when I learned this from Abraham, that you get what you think about whether you want it or not, all of a sudden I was like, and I can be a little bit black and white thinking. <laughs> my, <laughs> my husband would talk, like, I remember we were in the car and he started talking about something that had been in the news. And I was just like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> he was like, who are you? Because in the past, it, I just wouldn't have done that. But, but it was like being able to, make a choice of what I do and don't want to talk about and think about um, and also the fact that just sometimes just putting a stop to something it depends how fast that momentum's going off that train of thought because if it's already got going you're not just going to be able to stop thinking about it but choosing to think rather than trying to stop thinking about one thing choosing to think about something else is easier because it's that old thing about don't think about a gray elephant, of course, the person. Pink elephant yeah. or the blue elephant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've now got a multicolored flashing elephant going on. Um, yeah, so it's like if you, if you notice yourself thinking of something not so good, then you can, you, you can say, that's okay, it's not a problem because, it's, again, it's not about being fearful. Oh, my God, I've thought of something not good. I'm going to bring that into my life. We're human we do think of things which are not good and it's okay and it's not a problem. So that's one of the, one of the things you can do, just choose to bring something more positive in instead. Um, and the other one that I found really good, especially for people like me who get overwhelmed is um, you write a list. I think they call it the placemat process. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, and you write down, oh, you do, you have to do this with the personal assistant, don't you? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so you write that, you, you write down from your to-do list, you write down the things or things that you're wanting, the things that you're going to be responsible for on one side of the paper. And then the other side is what the universe is going to be responsible for. So you've only got to focus on that and then you just trust that the universe is going to sort out the other side. And that is really um, nice to allow yourself to let some, just let something else take control of some stuff. Yeah, and the stuff you are delegating to the universe is stuff you can't, you're, you don't have it in your hands anyway. So... You can worry about it or trust about it. That's, again, a choice. And I know that for myself, I'm really good at this, but I'm not perfect at all. So if I'm going down, like like my car is rolling, I really try to stop it. Or then, like you said, think about something else or do a yoga session. Just this morning, I was like, ah, my finances in January, you know, all I, I, I was aware of, like I'm... I'm giving money to Greenpeace and UNICEF and all these, and they're all taking the money in, in January. It was like, wow, okay. 
so I was going like down the spiral and I said, no, 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 no. I do my sports now. First a, a, a workout, 10 minutes. I was sweating and then a nice yoga, a gentle yoga flow. And then I was like, oh, wow, that, that was so helpful. It's, it's like coaching yourself with these techniques. And yeah. that's, that's making it not easy yeah yeah easy and and doable it's not something you have to go somewhere it's just a a process all the time yeah and and i think that's the thing as well it's like when it's so important to make peace with where we are and not be frightened of those negative spirals and it's about getting into the place where we are okay with those negative spirals coming in and not and because we can almost make them worse by going, oh my God, I need to stop it. And it's like, it's okay, I don't need to stop it. It's fine, I'm human. And that's where we can, as you say, bring in other practices, which are not necessarily Abraham Hicks ones, like yoga or meditation. Meditation is a big Abraham Hicks process. Um, or tapping is not an Abraham Hicks process, but I find it brilliant. Or doing a card reading or doing Byron Katie's The Work, or, you know, there's so many things that we can do um, just to make peace with where we are. Because once we make peace with where we are, we release the resistance to it, and then it's easier to move on to the next feel-good stage. Goodness, it's windy here. I don't know if you can hear the wind. No, it's, it's, uh, I don't hear it. And it's, okay. in my office, it's super stormy outside, but here it's like... I'm in a in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, that's so so um, so powerful, and I like the simplicity of it. You know, if you have to buy like a machine or something, like if you want to 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 learn how to row, you have to buy a huge rowing machine or go to the gym and. And you don't have to buy anything if you can listen to YouTube videos of Abraham. But I really, <laughs> if I tell somebody and then, you know, the backgrounds with the rainbows and then it looks so spiritual, like on steroids that, that mostly men, my, my friends, they're like, what's that? I don't want that. Like, yeah, just listen to it. <laughs> it scares them away. So what do you suggest to... If somebody I actually, is now really intrigued, like Abraham Hicks, okay, what did you say? It's nuts. It's uh, <laughs> even a little spooky, but but it's so good. But you have to like enter the the or the, the, plane. You know, the thing is, is the, this is another bizarre thing. The first time I had, the, how I found them was a friend sent me an email with a link to a YouTube video, and it just said, "Watch this." And she normally, if she was sending me something, it would be because she thought it was good. She wouldn't just, you know, accept, she wouldn't send me something unless she thought it was good. So, and it was someone who I really respected. So I watched it with a really open mind. And I didn't know it was channeled to teachings because it was just a woman on a stage talking. Cause it, and it, it, was, it was actually her on the stage rather than someone putting spiritual pictures over her talking. Um, and... Oh, it was mad. It was really mad. I actually couldn't understand what she was talking about. I had no idea what she was talking about because the language she uses is unusual um, because they use analogies. And for the last 30 years, they've been explaining the same thing and they just use different analogies at different times. And at different times, sometimes those analogies make more sense than others if you just hear a little snippet if she starts talking about spinning discs you're like what's she talking about or getting in the vortex it's like it doesn't actually make any sense so the first one i listened to i had no idea what she was talking about but i was sitting downstairs in the middle of the afternoon and i'm not joking i felt like i was had taken ecstasy <laughs> it was like there was something rushes going up and down my spine of ecstasy. And I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on here, but there's something going on. And it's just like, 
what the hell it's like because I didn't know what she was saying it didn't make any sense and yet I was having this vis visceral reaction um and the reaction was so strong within me that I was like I need I have to work out what is going on and I, went I don't know if this is now spe especially <laughs> encouraging <laughs> <laughs> to start listening to them if somebody never heard about but hey you might feel really like energized but I have I've spoken to people since who have felt drunk from oh. reading the book it's okay. like so, and some people feel nothing and other people it's just not their thing I think if it's if it's your thing you get it and if you and, and the, but the thing is if you if you listen to their stuff and it's not your thing or you don't get it it doesn't matter because there's so many people now in the world talking about and teaching what they teach and we need to hear what we need to hear through the people we need to hear hear it from so it doesn't matter if you don't like it it doesn't matter if you don't take to them because there's plenty of i mean people can come to you Ronya you're you're doing you're teaching what they teach um, and we will all and this is another thing of what they, what they teach is we all have our own desires and what we want from life and we will find the path of least resistance to get there that's something like for swiss people path path of least resistance that's like cheating you can't be it can't be easy to get where you want you have to work hard I think that's a Western world thing anyway, but Swiss people like to work hard and it has to be hard. And yeah, so and, that's, and another... that's how that I, I did too. I thought, and it's like, I had a very strong work ethic. I was a complete burning martyr, frankly. <laughs> um, and it wasn't till fine. And again, as I say, when I first heard their stuff, I didn't, I didn't understand what they were saying. It was only because I had this very strange experience that I was like, I need to look into it more because something is going on here and I don't know what it was. It's, and it's one of these, when you hear people talking about they had a spiritual awakening or a spiritual experience, it's like, I think that must have been what it was because it was really weird. It was like, I had not taken any drugs. I had not drunk alcohol for years. Year. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I was not doing anything bizarre and yet I was having this really bizarre experience. And through all my years of, depression and misery I so wanted to understand why and what I could, was like why and why do other people not struggle and why do I struggle so much and what it's like my what it was a bit like I really wanted that ban I really wanted to know why my life was as it was because it didn't make sense to me and I really wanted to know and they had all the answers and this friend sent me the YouTube video and I later found out she wasn't sending it to me because she thought it was good. Okay. She was sending it to me because she thought it was weird and freaky and funny and she thought we'd have a laugh at it together. Oh, wow. And she, so she had no idea that that was going to completely change my life and wow. lift me out of the misery that I'd put myself through for years. So it was quite an incredible discovery for me yeah and what i really love about abraham is that you it's completely open and free it's not like you have to do it this way and only this way you know the i grew up in in a christian mindset but in a really nice way like my my parents would never talk bad about anybody else or like like really the christian like the 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 main message is be nice, be kind and take care of each other, you know, but, but when I see people giving away flyers in the city, like you have to do it this way, otherwise you will burn in hell. I hate that. Like it's so narrow minded and Abraham Hicks is nothing at all like this. You choose yourself, how you want to live, what you want to have or do or be and go there because it's your own wish and desire and, and we're all adding to all that is and that yes, all yes. So important and that we all 
co-create with each other. And so it's no judgment in it at all. And that's what I love. It's like just uplifting and do whatever you want. And if you feel good, that's all you, you have to do or want. That's so, it. Like <laughs> it's so loving, isn't that's the thing. And it's like, I remember over the years, I used to get their um, monthly recordings. And so someone would ask a question. I'd be like, oh, how are you going to answer this one then, Abraham? And every single time the answer was so loving to every single person for every single question um, yeah, and it's also funny and sometimes a little sarcastic you yeah. know like wedding wows your wedding wows should be oh i like you so much you like me very well done like uh, let's have fun together and and look how it goes not this you you're now mine and we are belong we belong together and this heaviness of marriage or, or our, our um, thoughts about like being together forever and you're my better half. It's so light. I love that. It's, yeah. it's, you can design and, and your now, own marriage in your own terms, but please watch out that you feel good and, and not suppressed or it's like, they're not pro or against anything yeah, because that's, then that's the they're point. not, they're not pro monogamy, but they're not against monogamy either. They're not, it's like, so whatever you choose, is perfect because you get to choose what you want and if you want monogamy you can have monogamy and if you don't want monogamy you don't have to have monogamy and you can find a way to fit what you want into your life beautifully um, yeah, and that's really that's really why i love them so much and why they are like the base of my whole mindset is their teaching but it's it's a universal teaching it's not they didn't find out like or Esther is not saying I'm the one who brings this message to you it's this open lightness and fun way of seeing at life and things she's hilarious isn't she I yeah you go to Amsterdam I'm really jealous but, <laughs> but um yeah you if you're listening to this and you've never heard about um Esther Hicks um and Abraham Hicks she's really feeling halls with venues with uh, thousands of of people and just answering questions talking on stage like the telephone is uh, on to the other side and it's it's just fun to listen and the books are really good i i love them yeah they, they have been life-changing for me and and i do think though if i'd have been introduced to it any earlier i keep saying i don't think i'd have heard it because if if you're too if you it's that again how, how much do you want something and how much is your resistance and if you if you listen to it and it's not your thing that's fine it doesn't matter it's like you, you'll find what you want somewhere else because they are not the answer they're they're my answer but they're not the answer um and whatever you want in life you will find your answer just by being open to the fact that it's there that's like the perfect rounding <laughs> roughing up <laughs> our hour <laughs> as like we would have practiced it i i loved this conversation about uh law of attraction and abram hicks and your life and my life and that's really what i want to do in these interviews it's kind of not it's not an interview it's it's just having fun together for an hour and and it's so inspiring to hear all these different viewpoints because we're in this together on this planet it's and if you see the whole universe and like the little dot which is earth and this planet which is so big and beautiful to us it's just tiny in the whole big big like even more universes than ours and it's mind-blowing to me and I just love to be here you yeah it's kind of overwhelming and then if you just focus on your life your thoughts your feelings it's like oh, you're I, fun I, I can manage that yeah thank you so much Heather, thank you for... so much for having me it's been such a pleasure I really appreciate you having me on thank you thank you for your work and your energy and your your um your angel being in this in this uh in this world because you really changed the world and um 
I'm so thankful that you are in my life, not only for this interview, but for my business coaching. That's just more than I could ever have wished for. (laughs) You're going to have me in tears in a minute. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. If you liked this episode, I look forward to a review from you and it would be so nice to hear from you what you liked best and what is your takeaway and maybe it sparked some idea. You really are surprised to to have this idea now and you can go and create joy for your life. And please tell me about it. I would love to hear from you. My contact details, you will find them in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.